Hello, hello, and welcome to the Beehive Jive. Um, I'm still rubbish at introductions. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard. So we're back. We're at our off-season, also known as the winter. Yay. Well, you went to Australia. so I did go to, to Australia, but it was a very brief visit. And while I was in Australia, wouldn't you know it, you had that mini heat wave here. It's lovely. So I missed that completely. What a shame. But I came back and my bees were significantly more active than when I'd left. Well, you went in the winter, didn't you? Yeah. So that's... <laughs> yeah, no, but I didn't go for the whole winter. I only went for a couple of weeks. Go to hibernated. Yeah. So um, I did go to Australia and there was a tropical cyclone off the coast. So I had 10 days of wind and rain. It was wonderful. No, I think. I think you're jinxed. I'm not. Normally, I'm a very lucky person, Paul. <laughs> Why am I jinxed? I don't know. You went to like a tropical paradise and there was a storm. Oh, well, that's part and parcel of tropical paradise, I think. When you're there. Storm. <laughs> it was ever so slightly irritating. But um, yeah, it's nice to be back. It's nice to be back. And I think the weather's really improving. I think it was snowing this time last year. Oh, it was. It was, yeah. The beast from the east, didn't we? And the mini beast. Yeah, and it was uh, 20 degrees yesterday. Yeah. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but um, the way I do it is uh, 20 is warm. Yeah. 25 is just right. Yeah. 30 is too hot. For you or your bees? For me. I don't care about the bees. (laughs) No, bees, who cares about them? (laughs) Um. Right, so see, I would say thirty-five is about right for me. I like I like it hot. That's so, really hot. Yeah, I was in Kuwait. It was forty-five. That's that's too hot. I'm super hot. I think um, it was like that. It's like that in California, Southern California, where we've been a couple of times in the desert, in the Mojave Desert. Oh, it's so beautiful. I what love it so there? much. I'd really bad, having a good time. <laughs> a really bad joke, though. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, I shall look forward to that. It, it, it would have upset people. <laughs> bite your tongue, Paul. Bite your tongue. So you've done your first inspection, haven't you? Of your I have done my first inspection because you all had a. When I got back here, everyone said, "Oh, you missed the heat wave. Oh, it was amazing." And I thought, well, everyone's looked at their bees except me. And subsequently, I've realised. I'm the first to look at my bees out of everyone I know. So I have looked at them and. They've done really well. You look I'm, very excited. I'm look really excited. <laughs> but like I was going to ask you, so oh, last year. <laughs> I've forgotten all about it. What? I've been, I've last been year? Bees, yeah. No, but you know how you were saying we had snow at yes. this time of year and my bees didn't do so well last year. Right. I think they were a bit shocked at all that snow and I think there was some chilled brood and stuff like that going on. Right. But they never seemed to quite get on top of things and then we had that really really hot summer there was no flow okay so this year despite the fact that everyone says that bees like really cold weather but lots of rain i think that's that's what's helped it right because they've they're so much better this year yeah but you've had lots of rain and then you've mm. had quite mild weather and then you've had some nice periods i mean look out the window now it's quite sunny now nice periods of sun so the flowers bit, are loving it right so yeah lots of water lots of sun nectar and pollen mm-hmm when I looked at mine yesterday, they're on, I think they're on borage because they're all covered in yellow dust, all of them. That's lovely. Little yellow bees. They love borage, don't they? 
I seem to. I've never tasted borage honey, but it is one of the kind of single source monofloral honeys that you can get. But I've never tasted it. But I love borage. They're lovely flowers. Yeah. Lucky bees. Lucky bees. So all yours, all yours made it through the winter then? All mine. Can, shall I do my really excited face again? <laughs> no, they all did make it through. They did make it through the winter. Rubbish at poker. I know. Ooh, 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 I, I get to. <laughs> I'm like that politician who shakes her head and disapproves of everything oh, except, except the opposite. Um, so, yeah, so they've come through. And also, this is strange. I had a couple of queens last autumn, which I thought were on the small side, mm. and they've bulked out and they're looking great. Everyone gets fatter over winter. Yes. <laughs> That's certainly been my problem. Um, that and Uber Eats. Um, but I was going to ask you, actually, if you would come and clip my queens because I can't do it at the moment because I'm too shaky. Okay, I'll come and clip your queens. Mm. No pressure. <laughs> this is my scared face. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't clipped mine yet. Well, you can do all yours first and practice. I'm going to, to saw mine uh, yesterday, so it was the hottest day of the year so far yesterday. Which doesn't not say much, it's just like a spring day. Yeah, it was lovely. It was very nice. So I went up the farm. Um, so all mine are alive. I think one of the nukes, I probably got to feed a bit because I've got a little patch of brood, but not a lot of bees. So there's a good chance that when that brood hatches, they'll starve. So, so I'm going to go up there next week and put some uh, liquid feed on. Mm. Yeah, it's warm enough for that now. But, um, I started, the first hive I opened was... Ridiculous. So it's on double brood. So out of 22 frames, I'm trying to think, about 16 of them are fully cat brood. So I have to do something with that or it's going to swarm in bloody April, which is yeah, <laughs> not good. So There's uh, a lot of drone brood. Yeah, I've got loads of drone yeah. brood. Because I use foundationless, you get a bit more drone. Right. Um also makes it one of the highs I looked at, a lot of drone brood. And you get a little bit paranoid when you see lots of drone brood because you think, mm. have I got a drone queen lean, uh, drone lane queen? Mm-hmm. Put my tongue back in. Um, but eventually I found some worker brood, so I was okay. But mm. that, that one had loads of drone brood, loads mm. of it. So um, I'm going to um, – so I want one alive, which is great. There's one one or two that kind of just need a bit of a, a little bit, bit of mm. a boost in the way of feeding, which is, I can do. Um, I tried um, – simulated feeding this year you know this idea of yeah feeding them light syrup and like pollen nectar yeah um they haven't really taken one of them has taken a lot of syrup but none of the others had it might i don't know it might be it could be that it because it's so cold at night could they be. they they're not taking it and processing or it, it could just be there's there's enough for them to go and get They'd rather go, yeah, they'd go rather... more of a natural source. But they've all eaten the pollen. Yeah. So um, I think if I did it again, I'd just do the pollen bit. Mm. Um, but I'm going to use that feed on the nukes because they need it. So I did that. That was good. So I was very happy. They're all alive, every single one of them. So, such a – I mean, I, I have to say I've never lost a colony over winter. But mine, not only have they come through, they've come through really well. I've lost colonies to Varroa over winter. I know they're Varroa because mm. when, I, when I take the brew box off, they're all dead on the floor. Yeah. This big pile of them. Oh, okay, I've made a mistake there with my treatments. But mm. um, I was very careful with the treatments this year. And I did did some 
accidental drone uncapping because some of the frames on double roots or some of the frames that had, had oh, yeah, yeah. no drone no no sign of rhyomite so oh that's cool they're really strong some of them are ridiculously strong and i, I don't really want to be doing swarm control in april no i i so what are you going to do are you going to just split them i'm going to do snow grove board this year oh god snow grove board go I'm on do snow grove board. go on tell me about snow grove <laughs> Well, you had, you had a snow grove board. I know, I that's why you, I'm huffing, and, and, but you were, huffing yes. and carrying on. Yeah. I sold it. Um, so, yeah, so a snow grove board is, um, how can you explain it? It's like a vertical split. So you put this board between, you take your double brood, uh, you split, you put supers in between the double brood and you split mm-hmm. it. And you put this board, it's called a snow grove board, after the guy invented it, between, um, and that separates the brood. The mm. two brood chambers. You put the queen at the bottom with as much um, open comb as possible, so not a lot of brood. So she thinks they swarm, so she gets laying. And in the top box, you've got all the brood. And then you've got three entrances that you, you open in time. So you open the first entrance, so the bees come in and out of that entrance. Um, it's hard to explain on audio. So basically, mm. it's two entrances. There's one that leads to the, the original box. There's yeah. one that leads to, leads to the separated box. And as the as the drone as the brood emerges and starts to fly, you close those entrances to make the bees fly back into the old box. Right. So, the, so the, it's a, it's a population thing. Yeah, it's pop. It, it what it does it removes all the population from the queen, so she thinks they've swarmed. She lays up a storm, mm-hmm. and then what you're doing is as, as the 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 actual brood she'd laid originally starts to emerge and starts to go out to forage, you're closing the entrance it's used to and you're opening one up directly underneath it leads back to the original colony right so you're putting the workers back into the colony right so the benefit of the snell grove method is you're not taking you don't lose any bees okay it's like a vertical split then reuniting if you want queens you can put queen cells at the top box and they'll just raise queens but i'm raising queens separately so i don't really want to do that mm. but what i like about it in theory because I've not done it yet, is um, I could do all my swarm control in one tower of boxes. I don't, yeah. I don't need separate boxes for swarm control. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to raise the queen. I'm going to start queen. The way the stays like this, I'm going to start queen rearing early, maybe two weeks early. Mm. And then, you know, hopefully the benefit of the snail grove is I've still got those, that, those workers making honey because I've I'm on a honey, see how much honey I can make this year. Uh, I've never really made a lot of honey. It's not been my thing. Um, I could take it off your hands. Yeah, I know. Unless, what are you going to do with it at farmers? I'm sorry, I'm digressing. What am I going to do with it? I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to bath in it. I don't know, give it away. I could take it off your hands. I would sell it, but you've got to do all the rigmarole of labelling it, and I'm too lazy. I would. I, <laughs> <laughs> you could use my label. <laughs> Sounds like a record deal, doesn't it? I don't know. I haven't made it yet, so I'm not going to count You you will this year. Well, I've got one hive that's looked like it's going to swarm, and if I can keep all those bees in that box, which is what I'm trying to do with the Snellgrove method. um... It's really interesting because when I do my splits or when I've done like the Pagden artificial swarm, I've not given enough consideration to the balance of bees in each colony. And you know with Pagden, there is a final step to that where you're supposed to move it yeah. to the other side, which rebalances the bees. Around, yeah. yeah. 
I've, I've, I never do that. And when I make up poly, when I make up polynukes yeah. as a split, as a split, so I split mine yeah. into polynuke. Um, yeah, I mean, I never really think about. Although that's obvious, isn't it? Because you're shaking some bees in to compensate for the fact that some yeah. will go back. So when you do swarm control, you're you're reducing the the number of bees in the box. So if mm. you want to make honey. Slightly need to. Pro- problematic. So that because that box is that's a lot of bees in that box. And yeah. it's, it's not like they've laid it all. There's not many bees. It's, it's top to bottom in bees. Mm. So there's, you know, they're going to swarm in the next two weeks. But then there's so many bees. Yeah. They're, they're just going to swarm. So I've got one that is just what I mean. It's I've never seen. It's got like eight frames of brood. Nice. And it's wall-to-wall bees, and you can just, you can see, you know, the box is, is chock-a-block with bees. The supers are as well. Yeah, so I don't need a consistent flow, and they're off. Mm. I mean, so this is the thing, right? <laughs> I was thinking about this this morning. You wait all winter for the new beekeeper. You think, I can't wait, I can't wait, get back in the bees. And then you open the box, and you get all stressed out, because you think, <laughs> oh, they're going <laughs> to Oh, yeah, I, re- I remember now. I remember what beekeeping is about. It's just like That's right. six months of stress. I know. It is, it is, a, it is really stressful. And I had to have a word myself the other day because I was up there inspecting them and I was getting really stressed. <laughs> and I was saying to myself, you know, this is supposed to be enjoyable. I know, I was thinking, hang on. So, anyway, so. <laughs> and expensive. Yeah. Well, those snow growth boards are expensive. They're like 30 quid each. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to make my own. So I reckon I can make my own for like a tenner, tenner each. I should just, I should explain why I don't like them. It's because, A, I didn't use them properly, so I got the wrong idea about them. And, B, I got this plan which was like, okay, on day five, open this one. On day 11, open this one. And it's like, you know, those four little... I've got a spreadsheet. Right, okay. So my, you're good at you're good at My plan, like no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I know I forget, so I'll write it down. So, but my, my plan was, this shows you how, you know, plans of beekeeping never really work. My plan was to do... Swarm control on all the colonies at exactly the same time. I was going to split the wall at the same Just time. Split wall, yeah. Because I'm not taking bees out of the colony, right? So, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this one hive's decided to be sort of three months ahead of everyone else. So, yeah, they get it first. But yeah, yeah. But that's my plan. So I'm going to do the snell snell grove. I might actually write a blog about that. Yeah. It's hard to explain on a. I think that that would. Be I may even make idea. a video because I want to make a video this year. Do it. Although I don't know how to do it, so it's going to be awful. It's going to look like one of those keystone keystone cop films. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I so I've looked at all mine. They're all doing great. Um, some of them have got a little patch of brood, not not many bees. I'm going to feed those ones just because um, we're not actually in full blown spring yet. And no. Although yeah. yesterday was lovely and warm. It's going to be half the temperature mm. for the next two weeks. It's going to be down sort of mm. in the nines and raining. That's going to wash all the pollen out mm. of the plant. So there is a good chance that they kind of can starve out just because yeah. it rained for two weeks. Got to so keep an eye on them. I'm going to go up there and feed them. They're really vulnerable at this time of yeah. year. It's easy to get lulled into. Because I saw that the smallest one I've got, Nuke, which has probably only got like two frames of brood in it, Um Saw the queen, and it's really it's easy to go. Oh, I've seen the queen, and it's got brood, no Fine. problem. But yeah. actually, when you go through that 
box. It's got brood. It hasn't got a lot of food. Mm. Hefting is the answer. Well, obviously. there's one I didn't open. Last nuke I didn't open because I took the top box off and it was just wall to wall bees. And that's okay. And I hefted that. Cause I've got my hefting badge now. So I hefted that. That's it. <laughs> Sounds like a blue Peter badge. It looks like a blue Peter Yeah, hefting badge. badge. Got my eye heart hefting badge. <laughs> so I hefted that one's fine. So that was going to, I'm going to use that one for my queen rearing, which I'm going to start early. I've got two poly, two poly nukes that I can lift with a finger. Really? That's They have nothing. They've got nothing at all. They're entirely dependent on being fed. Have you got a feeder? Yes. You sure? I've, I've got, got top. Some, some. Oh, I've got some, thank okay. you, but I will, I may well need some when queen rearing happens. But um, so I've I've got those, and I I have to add the thing that I think has worked really well this winter has been putting them in poly hives and oh, yeah, poly you took nukes. Out of wood, didn't you? Yeah. So you and so what did you do? I took all of my colonies out of my cedar hives and put them in poly hives, and you know. I didn't have enough polyhives for all of them. I only had five. Mm. So there were a couple of nukes which had really built up. So I had them on a polynuke with one of those extensions. They are just I – c- I can't believe how vigorous they are. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely think the poly must have something to do with it because, I mean, it's it's better insulation, isn't it? Never warmer, yeah. Yeah. So are you going to put them back in cedar? Yes. So I've put, I've put one back in cedar. So why wouldn't you just leave them all in the polynukes? I Because they're dirty and I need to change them. Dirty. They are dirty, a few of them. Um, just like, you know, sometimes at, at the end they get a bit, there's a bit of mould or a bit of, you know, oh, right, okay. not, not fuzzy mould, just, you know, things look slightly green. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to put them back into cedar and then I don't have enough cedar hives for everything, so then I'm going to turn the – God, yeah. I've got, I've, of got, course. I've got loads of 12 or 14 boxes. You can come and look at them after we've done the podcast. Yeah. You can walk up the garden. How are you for polynukes? You could look at that as well. Okay. I'm, 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 but anyway, I'm poly. Polynuke addict. Yeah, yes. Pains. Yeah. The buggers they are, have launched a new Langstroth polynuke where the feeder comes out. Oh, have they? If you take the That's feeder nice. out, it turns into eight-frame nuke. So I'm going to find it very hard to resist when they – because they've told me they're going to bring out the uh, – The eight-frame. Eight-frame nuke. Without the, the feeder. No, no, the feeder goes in, but it's like an insert. Right. Oh, right, okay. It's like a frame feeder. It looks like a poly frame feeder. You put it in the hive. So when right. it's in the hive, you can put six uh, frames in. You take the poly feeder out, you can mm. get eight in. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of... Oh, well, I'll have to get a few of those. I have a poly addiction. So I, I kind you of, do have a poly addiction, don't you? Yeah. I think you need help. I just need to fill them all up with bees. You I'm need done. to give some to me <laughs> and I'll help you through that addiction. I give some to you every year. <laughs> you I give them year. back. <laughs> I've given most of them back. You still have a, an extension in my apiary I do I? on the mystery bees, which I've had for 12 months and haven't even... You mean the ones that you forgot to put frames in? Yeah, and haven't looked at since. Um, well, you should put an extension on those with frames in and see if they move up. Yeah. I'm going to shook swarm them. At the moment you see the queen. I'm going to shook swarm them. So you're putting them all back into cedar hives right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, I've okay. started. So one of the... one of It seems like a lot of work, Trace. 
Well, it's it's part of the plan for my exam. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, let's all sit back while Tracy talks about the exam. I, I don't want to talk about the exam. Sure. I really... I don't. But the polyhives are dirty, and it's good practice to change dirty hives in spring. You're such a nerd. I, I am a nerd. I, I'm a nerd. Yes, you I am. Come, you just come on these podcasts to shame me, didn't you? <laughs> Your dirty hives. Well, you've done Snellgrove board shaming of me, so... No, I haven't. I haven't shamed you. I've just started doing it. <laughs> no, you just shared. your okay. No, sorry, you didn't. You didn't. Um, yeah. So You're picking on me. I'm not picking on you. <laughs> so, okay. So you. So I'll, I'll end up with some cedar and some poly out. Um, but the polys, more, more honey. Yeah, the polys are going back to Beddington. Oh, they're going back to the sewage works. Yeah, <laughs> the water treatment. Is that what they call it now? Yeah, the bees love it there. I know, do God, they did brilliantly last year. Got loads of lime honey from there. Um, but that, see, that's very, it's not sheltered at all. They're in the full sun. And I think the fact that they're in polyhives helped them last summer. Full sun works. I mean, I've got mm. where my where my bees are. They, I, I kind of have, um, if you think, I've been sets of two yeah. facing opposite directions. So the first set of two are all facing one way. Walk along a bit, second, second to, to face in the opposite direction. Oh, yeah, direction. that's right, yeah. Um, the ones that face the sun's sunrise, all stronger. Really? And they're all from the same stock. Yeah. I'm kind of toying the idea of turning them all to face the same way, but I just think the farmer might get a bit annoyed. Why does he walk through there? He drives his tractor past there. But that, that would be okay, because as long as you keep moving... They'll they'll leave you alone. Yeah. The only the only way anything could go wrong would be if he stopped. If he stopped, <laughs> or if one got caught in his hair or his hat or something like that. What a piece of straw he's got in his mouth. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, leave, I'm gonna leave him out there. But yeah, I think yeah, you're right. If they're in like full sun, they because they're warm all the time, aren't they? That yeah. heats the whole hives. Less yeah. work for them. But see, I was worried last summer because it was so hot, and I. I mean, the ones up at the field, I, had to, I went up and put an umbrella up there. <laughs> to, to hit, I know. <laughs> and like wet towels. Did you build a little veranda for them outside the, outside the hive? You can sit out there. A mint julep. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a mint julep in my life. Um, and neither of my bees. Uh, yeah, so. I don't worry if they get hot. No. Don't care. They're fine. Mm. Although um, yesterday I, I, I was looking at the, I've got the entrance reducers in. That's nice. That part, that part of the year when you take all the mouse guards off. Yeah, and, and the netting. The yeah, yeah. So they look like proper oh, hives great, again, and not like prisoners. But um, took the. I'm looking at the entrance reducers, and they're all queuing up to get in. I think, oh, this is really, it's quite nice. Yeah, that's nice. God, isn't it just the best thing when you see them flying with pollen for the first time in the year? Yeah. And you just think, okay. They've all lived. We've come through. Yeah. Now let's start talking about the spring flow and getting the supers on. Well, so I, I like to, like, at that point, I like to play with them and let them you know, enjoy the summer. You obviously need to get them to work. Get the whip out. Yep. Yep. Get a little bee drummer in there. <laughs> Like a Roman slave ship, get that honey in. 
So you open another apiary this year? Are you going to move to the other? You're under the field? I'm going to have three this year. Ooh. So the field at Mayfield Lavender and there's another Mayfield site that I'm going to go to at the nursery. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, hopefully they said they would have me back. Beddington, the sewage works. The water treatment works. <laughs> Poo farm, as we, Poo farm. As we call it. <laughs> yeah. Poo farm. Bees just loved it there. And I think they really liked having the bees as well. Like the guys would all drive their trucks past and would stop and I'd go over and have a little chat and they'd ask me questions. And they asked me really informed questions as well. There was this one guy in particular, he knew quite a lot and was really interested. Um, I said I'd do a bee safari for them, but we never got around to it. So hopefully this year if I go back there, I can do a bee safari. How are your bee safaris? How are my bee safaris? They are good. They are good. So uh, we're doing more dates this year. How many bee safaris are you doing this year? 20. 20? Yep. Holy shit. How and many people need for safari? Six. Oh. <laughs> you're adding, yes, I can see Only. your little sums you're doing. Um, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So last year Have I you borrowed had... someone else's bees, like for nice bees? All my bees are nice bees, Paul. Now, now, Tracy. <laughs> let's, let's be honest with the listeners. What did you say when I said, did you open your bees? I, sorry, what? Well, one, one of your hives that produce loads of honey, I can't remember how you, you described its temper. They're vigorous. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Over-friendly. All my bees are lovely, <laughs> except for this one colony that I'm going to have to requeen them. It's a nightmare trying to do anything with You're them. You're in that bind now, aren't Because they, they make... They like, make loads of honey. Yeah. What am I to do? I breed for them. Well, what I'm going to do is take them to Beddington, where they're just in the middle of nowhere and yeah. there's no one around, and they can be as grumpy as they want. It's just it's just horrible, I think, as a beekeeper, inspecting a, a hive that's really grumpy like that that's isn't fun. fun. No. It, I mean, you know, as you said, it's quite a stressful hobby anyway. So you don't you don't then want the added stress of, you know, when bees ping on you, like they're like bouncing so I can, off I can my live tail. With the pinging, I can't live with the following. Mm. I like to close a hive up, walk away, and feel mm. like I'm not being followed by. Yeah, this one did follow. Yeah, none of my other hives do, but it makes loads and loads of Breeds honey. From it, breeze and queens from it. Yeah. Yeah, I could try, they couldn't they? Mate with some drones that are slightly more relaxed. Yeah, slightly more. If worst comes to worst, you don't use them, right? Yeah, you don't use the queens. I've got a couple of hives which are just beautiful. They hardly move on the comb. Nice. But see, so what I have to do is choose a really good tempered hive for the bee safaris, and that hive is just for bee safaris. And if I get any honey off it, then that's yeah. a bonus. It's like a training hive. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So when do they start then? Eighth of June. 8th of June. Mm. So last year I had 58 people yeah. do them from all over the world. I mean, it was amazing. I had people year. from Hawaii, uh, a lady, two ladies from Q8. I mean, I had people from California. I mean, Australians. It was just incredible. Can't do everything, I guess. <laughs> It was incredible. It was really, it was really great. And the kids, oh, this little girl from with her family from Hong Kong, 
um, Jade. Oh, she was just amazing. I'm sure I've talked to her about her yeah, before on yeah. this. Yeah, she was just incredible. And um, in fact, I've got some video of her, which her parents uh, have said we can use. So there's a video of her inspecting the bees with me um, on the the beehive on uh, the bee safari. Nice. Yeah. Channel. Yeah. So not channel on the website. So you're going to have to do some more bee, bee experiences, aren't you? Yeah, I, I don't know what I could do, though. Oh, you're, you're, actually, that was a great idea. That's the only one of the year. Get used to it. <laughs> it really good idea. I was thinking that. Get people in processing the honey for you. Well, just because it's the bit that people never see. Yeah. Taking out the frame, spinning it. And I'm I'm food registered and health and safety registered, so I can have people to my house to see the honey process. They could have a jar of honey and a massive dog. <laughs> she has. To, she'll come around here for the day. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything you want chewed, just give it to her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, she's not a chewer. She's a good girl. Half dog, half horse. She's quite big, isn't she? <laughs> but like you always say, she's not big. She's the size a dog should be. She's dog size. Yeah. Big, big enough, dog size. <laughs> big enough to be cuddly, big enough to be slightly scary. That's what you want for a dog. Exactly. <laughs> oh, she's lovely. We should get her on. What, honey? The podcast, yeah. She probably knows more about swarm control than I do. No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> probably. So you're doing your bee safaris yep. at Mayfield. Is it mayfieldlavender.com? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And if you go, so it's www.mayfieldlavender.com. Really one over 50. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's, I know why you're laughing at me. Um, it's, uh, oh God, what was I going to say? So that's that's the web address. So it's mayfieldlavender.com. Oh, yeah, and you somewhere. go into the shop, go into the shop, oh, the online the shop. shop, and it's in there. Um, so, yeah, it just it went really well last year, and I think the people who um, I work for at Mayfield Lavender, Lorna, um, she really sees the value in uh, promoting bees, so as to speak, because it's an organic field. Yeah. So, you know, she kind of wants to highlight what it's doing. We're going to get her on, aren't we? So she can tell us how. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how I you love grow organic yeah. lavender. Yeah. Labour of love. It's but all labour, though, isn't it? It's all hand, it, hand weeded. It, it weed is. the entire field by hand, yeah. which is amazing. And they've got this um, bug that destroys the lavender called rosemary beetle. Um, it should be called lavender beetle, but oh, right, okay. um, kids can get this, like, bug buster kit kind of thing where they they capture as many as they can off the lavender and take them back to the shop and hand them in. She just conning the kids into getting all the beetles on her. Well, they like doing Genius. it. Genius. They liked it. I wish I could get someone to pick the varroa off. My bees. There is actually, no. You were saying that yours have come through with low varroa. Yeah, yeah. So I but did you did... Drone, I did... Um, So I did alcohol washes. So when I did splits, I did the alcohol washes. And um, so like, so I knew how how high the loads were. So if I had to treat, when you did splits, I would have, but I didn't have to. And then in the winter, I did uh, oxalic sublimation. 
Mm. Um, but I found the combination of doing alcohol wash, which I know a lot of people don't like because it kills bees. So you could do, I mean, you do yeah. sugar wash, yeah. sugar roll, do you? Yeah. But just having a way that's more accurate than the bottom boards because mm. the bottom boards aren't particularly accurate mm. really helped me decide when to treat. I wasn't going to treat anyway, but it was like when to treat. So I did the oxalic, but I did drone and crepin yesterday and I didn't, couldn't find one. Yeah, that's great. They're obviously in there, but the nice low levels. So you did sublimate. Is that what it's called? Sublimation. Sublimation. And I did trickle. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It's got to count them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to see how they come through. So when I do my splits, then I'll I'll also do. So I do sugar. the splits, but when you, if I do the snail grow thing this year, um, good thing about that is you you put a lot of the seal brood above the snail grow board, so you're hoping all the row is in that. Yeah. So I could, um, and there's no brood, no mm. new, new brood, so I could give them a blast mm. um, before I start swapping the doors around. I might think about that, but it's a lot of effort because you've got to take all the gear up there. Yeah. Um, it, I think it is a lot of effort at this time of year. And like this hive switching that I'm doing means I'm constantly cleaning hives. Oh, I'll drop some around. Which means I, I am, I will get to the point where I don't have to do any more cleaning. But um, I've got to burn, I've got to clean my queen excluders. Go and use those this year. I hate cleaning queen excluders. I'm just using a blowtorch. Yeah. I've got one in the shed. I don't know why they get so filthy. I don't know. I've been using them for years. I need to get them out. <laughs> but I tried not. I wasn't using queen excluders last year, and I found getting the honey off was a pain. Because mm. um, mm. what I'd normally do is I, I, I don't put the queen excluders on. They they put honey in the supers, and then as the year goes and they start laying less, that brood that's in the supers disappears and replaced with honey. But you have to be really patient. Mm. And I'm not that patient, so, so I use queen excluders now. So now I I know stuff above is, yeah, honey, you know, just honey. It is useful if you're producing. I'm just going to blow torch out and clean it, clean off the old wax. Mm. Slap on. They don't get filthy, do they? Just build lots of bur comb in them. I mine were just really full. Of, I've got one hive which is incredibly sticky, and the propolis on the queen excluded from that hive. I mean, I almost needed a spoon. To just, you know, scrape oh, wow. it out of the frame. It was just, it was one of those wooden frame queen excluders. Yeah. So, like, kind of the edges. I like that because when you do it with a blowtorch, it's like a little varnish. Yes. It's a nice brown colour. It is, yeah. I burnt the house doing that. Did you? Yeah. I burnt so many things. I set light to myself in the garage. <laughs> I had a fleece on and the, and the, the blow, hell, blowtorch. That's not funny. Cool. <laughs> What made me laugh was about two days <laughs> earlier, you said to me, should I um, torch my highs in my shed? And I went, don't be silly. And yeah. two days later, I'd set light to myself and my own shed, do what I told you, not it was a silly thing to do. I was like, <laughs> dope. I'm pa- I'm paranoid with it now. I've got a video, a security camera in my shed. I've probably got it on video. Again. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's really bad. I did my impression of Lee Major, Ma- oh, the stuntman. That that could have really gone quickly. I could have died. <laughs> I can't. Well, why were you using it in your shed? Because I'm an idiot. I say, <laughs> Paul. You, you were like, no, don't use it in your shed. Yeah. To me. I've turned to my dad. I give advice, not follow it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be so careful with them. 
Because, yeah, of course, you know, you've got it. it in your hand and you're trying to, you know, yeah. in your other hand trying to scrape a bit of particularly stubborn propolis or something and you'll look up and you've either been holding it on the box or on the potting bench that yeah. I've completely trashed over the years or on the, the render on the house. Yeah. I'm doing this afternoon. I'm going to get it and out. The flames start. In the garden. I won't be doing the shed anymore. No. Okay. So don't do torching in shed. No. Top tip. Top. That's our top tip. So what else you doing? You doing courses? What courses are you doing this year then? Are you well, doing your basic I'm, course? Aren't you? Oh yeah. So I'm I'm running my basic course again. So this will be twenty two people 22 that have done people. the exam. Yeah. What this year? So like no, over the last all right three years, I did four years. You did that. Yeah, yeah you did. It. All, yeah. You did really well. I know. You were like the star pupil. You and John. John was. No, you both were. You were. Yeah. So, so I'm doing that again, which is great because I think it's really important to do one exam with your beekeeping. You know, it kind of just helps. Uh, it, it either confirms that you're doing everything right, or it kind of helps you know pull you into the line. Basic exam's good. I enjoy mm. doing it. Yeah. It kind of. It's well structured. It kind of gives you you know. You know what to do. Basically, it's a lift of stuff to do every year. I know what to do. Yeah. You know, what to do during the during the season. I think you do learn stuff by doing it. Yeah, I did. I did when I did it. Um, but I'm doing a couple of courses myself, which I'm looking forward oh, really? to. Yeah. <laughs> what, what courses are you doing? <laughs> so I'm doing a course on bee handling. Really? Yeah. Which is so we train in May. Do, trying to do tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Like on a flea circus. Riding a unicycle or something, holding an umbrella. Oh, you're doing um, that? I'm doing that at Rygate. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's just about, well, for me, the thing that I worry about is I don't think I crush too many bees because I rarely crush bees, but I would like to know how to never crush a bee um, if possible. I know it's really hard in summer when you've got these massive hives and a really heavy super to put back mm. on. But um, so, yeah, so I'm doing that. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that's one of the National Bee Diploma courses. So potentially that could be another exam for me to take one day. Such a nerd. I am. I know I'm a nerd. I just, but I just love you it. You love the exams, don't you? I, I do. I, I think it's, it's validation of, of how I keep bees. Really? I, yeah, it is. It's someone coming in and saying, yeah, you know, you've got a good setup here. Well, and have. I know, but I don't know that I have. I need someone to tell me that. That's <laughs> yeah, seven, 700 pounds of honey every year. That's a good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, Plus the honey you're going to sell me. <laughs> I get a feeling if I don't sell it, you're just going to steal it. I'll steal it. Yeah, okay. I'll come around in my little Jeep. So what else have we got? Oh, so it's Asian Hornet. Asian Hornet. So there's two things Britain's obsessed with, uh, Brexit and Asian Hornet. Oh, God, I can't believe you said the bee bomb. We're stopping at that point. Now. Okay, good. We've talked enough about that already. So the Asian Hornet. Asian Hornet. Yeah. So, so you know they found it in Guildford last year, which is not that far from no, where we are. They didn't find the nest either, I don't think, in Guildford. They find it in a bee, Guildford. They find it in a B&Q or somewhere. It was like in a shop, wasn't it? Was it? 
Yeah, I think they found it in a oh, garden. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like it would be right. Yeah. Wasps would like it there. Um so someone gave me this alert identification sheet. I know you brought it with you. I did because when you see photos of the Asian hornet, mm. they're kind of from the side and you don't really get the fact that their legs are yellow, all of their legs are yellow. Right. Against the and the rest of their body is quite black except for the second last segment of their abdomen which is bright orange. Yeah. So when I look at this and I see yellow legs and I see that it's actually called the yellow-legged hornet, I feel a lot more confident That's about fine, identifying yeah. it because it's you can just see it doesn't look like anything we've got here. No. I mean, over the page they've given... Oh, side. Look, these are the ones that they say are like Asian hornet. They look nothing like Asian hornet. No, it doesn't say look like. It says similar species. Oh, okay. I'll take that back then. Um. <laughs> like, I mean, the European one um, is bright yellow. So you can see them when yeah. they're outside the hide. The, that's the day glow. That's yellow. it there. Yeah. And it's bigger. That's bigger than Asian hornet yeah. as well. They are big. But, I love watching uh, European hornets outside my hive. I like it when they yeah, catch. Yeah, they're a, lovely. Bizarrely, I like it when they catch a bee because they wrestle it to the ground. Oh, have you actually seen that? Yeah, wow. you don't want to see it. No. Because once they get them to the ground, they then uh, dismember them. Yeah, they rip them apart, don't they? Yeah. Because they, they only want the muscles in the thorax. Yeah. Mm. I only watched that one. I didn't watch it. I was such a wimp. I didn't watch it again. <laughs> but when they grab them, they wrestle them to the ground. I think that's quite cool. Oh, I, I've never seen that. But anyway, so I feel, I feel prepared. I feel able to identify one. Right. And I looked up. I can't remember the guy's name. Beekeeper in France who has a blog about which, various things, including hornet. Asian hornet. He's yeah, brilliant. He's, he's got a great. He's um, plenty of honey. Is his Instagram? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, and he gives lots of advice on what to actually do to protect your bees. Mm -hmm. So you know that muzzle thing they, yeah. they they put on the and you know hanging cloth down from the hive to make sure that they can't get up underneath. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, because all of these identification sheets don't tell you what to do if you, like how to protect your bees if you find one. Yeah. They will, well, at the moment it's all, if you see it, report it. Well, you have to take a photo and email it and something may or may not. No, well, it's an app know. now, isn't it? You point your phone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up now and put it in the show yeah. notes. Yeah. <sighs> So there you go, Asian hornet. Yellow-legged hornet. Think of it like that. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 I kind of hope, well, I hope we don't see any this year, but I hope they're set up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we do. Yeah. All the local associations now have these Asian hornet action teams, haven't they? Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I'll leave that there. But I'll uh, just let that hang. They'll be out looking looking for them and hunt them down. So I think uh, on our list of things to talk about for our first podcast this year, that's almost it, isn't it? I think so, Anything yeah. else you want to talk about? No. Are well, I sure? could talk and talk, but no. Yeah, I mean, no. I'll, <laughs> I, no, I think, I think we've done it. I've crossed off everything. Well, you Ticked. came with a list. You were just so organised. Well, I'm, I was excited because it's the first podcast. So what we're going to try and do, because mm. um, 
we hibernate during the winter, as you may have noticed. Yeah. So what we're going to try and do is if anyone actually wants to come on the podcast and be interviewed and become, frankly, our winter content, uh, you can email us at thebeehivejive at gmail.com or just contact us on our webpage. And, um, yeah, we'd like to get you on. We'll do it over Skype and we'll have a couple of – and we'll roll those shows together for kind of the end of the year. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm not sure what sort of people want to interview. Basically, beekeepers that could do swarm control better than us. Like Chris. Chris emailed us. Uh, we're definitely getting Chris on because Chris did an experiment to see if he could keep all his bees in a box without them swarming. And then every week he went through the box and basically bashed down every queen cell. So I definitely want to talk to Chris because he's a man of more stamina than me. Yeah. So he's agreed to come on. So we're going to run a couple of things. We're going to try and uh, get some other podcasters on. Poor bees. Um, and that should give us a, a winter, some winter content. Feast. <laughs> Pay good feast. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's so, it. So you could do the outro because I made a flat. I don't know if I can remember. I do. It's been so long. I think it's a website. Yeah. www. Oh, you laugh when I do that. I know. That's right. com. At Twitter, at the Beehive Jive. Oh, look at that. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you for listening. We're glad to be back. Hope you thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Older people don't <laughs> don't know.